Hello, and welcome back to the Admissions Uncovered podcast. My name is Sean, and I'll be your host for this special segment this week, examining how to ask teachers for letters of recommendation from high school teachers themselves. No matter if you're applying to Ivy League schools, state flagship schools, or international universities, every single student has to make the decision whether to ask one teacher over another. And actually, this process goes back even farther beginning when you first meet your AP English teacher to that point in your college admissions process. And during this process, you'll have to make your own decisions on the impressions that you've made on various teachers. To answer these questions, we caught up with multiple teachers from high schools and asked them some of these questionable myths that have been floating around on college admissions online forums. Yeah. To this equation. So I this first equation caught up with an easygoing teacher that so many would flock to for letters of recommendation. And then solve that equation. I'm the AP Calculus teacher at Scripps Ranch High School. I've been teaching calculus for five years and I've been at Scripps for 11 years. When is the best time to ask for letters of rec? Early. Don't wait because then the teachers get annoyed. The first time that you ask, I think it should be done in person, face to face, and I think it should be done you alone. I've had students come in with their friends to ask, and that's not appropriate. How do students giving you a resume beforehand affect your letter of recommendation writing? Well, some students give me resumes, but to be perfectly frank about it, I don't care what's on their resume. I care about what I know about them as a person. I look at it. It's not really my go-to when I'm thinking about writing a letter of recommendation because what the colleges want to see is how do I see this student in my class? Um, I can talk about those things that this student has done, but if I haven't really witnessed the student doing those things, then it's not really valid. So really, resume, not helpful to me. They submit the resume to the universities. They don't need me to list again what they've done outside of class. Do you use a template for letters of recommendation and actually under what circumstances? Okay, so I do have a template that tends to address some of the more commonly requested areas for applications. Topics such as work ethic, content area aptitude, academic performance, peer relations, leadership potential, and personal challenges that have been overcome, and usually a service interest tend to be the areas that I like to hit for every student in the letter of recommendation. The first, the introductory paragraph is somewhat similar in all. You know, I tell when I've had this student, how long I've known this student, in what class. And so that kind of information is similar. Um, however, as far as the rest of the information, I base it solely on the student and what the student has given me in terms of um, leadership, what they've done in terms of um, reading, what they liked, what their, their passion was while in my What class. sort of students attract your best and most personal letters of rec? Well, I try to give all of my students a very well thought out personal recommendation, but many students just sit around quietly and never say anything to me. And it's tougher to write something meaningful about those kids. So it's better to form a relationship with the teacher and really get to know them well through tutoring hours and during class asking questions and you know that kind of thing. You're just really getting to know the teacher well. Those students who have made a connection with me or those students who have stood out in my class 
by either volunteering a lot or participating in a way that makes them missed when they're not in class. A student who comes in and asks for clarification or wants to meet with me one-on-one. -on -one. It's the student who um, makes him or herself known in class. Um, obviously, exceptional academic performance is important. And when you couple that with a sincere interest in personal development, both in achievement of personal goals and service to others, that usually gives a really attractive letter of recommendation candidate. Now, there are many students who have had with personally compelling stories and challenges and have these characteristics. And I always try to develop something more personal for these students. So for example, I had a student many years ago that was the daughter of a single mother alcoholic and had a younger sister that had Down syndrome. And she was applying both to Biola University and for a scholarship to Biola. Another student <clears throat> I had as a freshman and then uh, she got pregnant when she was 16, uh, attended school while she was pregnant, had the child, and then came back to my class in AP physics and did exceptionally well and got a five on the AP test. So she overcome, overcame amazing challenges and still was a remarkable academic performer. She's now a physician. Students with those kinds of disadvantages or challenges. Should a high achieving straight A student, although quiet and they mostly keep to themselves, should they ask you for a letter of rec? Well, yeah, everybody needs a letter of recommendation. You got to ask, but it's better to, you know, like I said before, you got to sort of get to know the teacher and have the teacher get to know you. If the teacher doesn't know you very well, they can't really give a meaningful recommendation. So, yeah, it's okay, but try before you ask to, you know, form that bond between you and the teacher so that there's, there's something that that teacher can say about you that's, that's different than other students, other than, well, they all got straight A's, this kid got straight A's, and that kid got straight A's, because... Everybody gets straight A's, right? I've written quite a few of those as well. They're more difficult for me to write. They take more time because I have to think very carefully. I have to go back and look at my seating chart to sort of put the face with the name and think about where I've seen um, that student doing something um, unique. I don't think it's necessary to be a very um, vocal student always, but I do think it does help. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you might be surprised at the subtle cues around humor, competitiveness, and personality that teachers pick up from very quiet students. So yeah, 100%, absolutely. What could you recommend for students seeking letters of rec, but of whom actually don't know their teachers well? I usually tell my 10th graders before they head off to be 11th graders that they better start bonding with their teachers and their counselors. Um, but those students who want a letter and have not made that connection to a teacher, that's when maybe you go into that teacher one-on-one -on -one and you say, I realized that I was a very quiet student. However, I really enjoyed your class and I would appreciate if you would be able to write me a letter of recommendation. It's that positivity, it's that politeness that is going to make a teacher want to write a letter of recommendation. That's an interesting question. The teachers that the individual student is found engaging, uh, demanding, and fair should be at the top of the list. You, know, you want to get something that's meaningful for yourself expressed in a letter of recommendation. Should B or C students ask you for letters of rec? Yeah, definitely. Um, just because you have a B or a C in the class doesn't mean that uh, 
you're not going to be going to college. I mean, everybody gets, well, maybe not everybody, not me, but some people get B's and C's and, uh, you know, got to apply. You got, it doesn't mean you don't have a good relationship with the teacher. It doesn't mean that you didn't work hard in the class. It doesn't mean that you didn't contribute to the class. It just means that maybe you weren't the strongest student in that particular subject. I've written some of those as well. And what, what works well with those students is if something has happened during the year that has hindered them from earning the grade, this is something that I can explain. I've had several students who have had injuries or have lost parents or haven't, you know, have, have had something really hard happen during that year. And then I can explain and how that student still persevered. And even though, you know, he didn't or she didn't earn the A that he or she wanted, at least they worked hard. And, and got, you know, the grade that they deserved. I also have written for students who are Bs or Cs who really, really work hard, even if nothing, you know, bad has happened in their life that year, but they have really shown tenacity. They've shown that they're not giving up. They show that I really want to get this, but for some reason, you know, not everybody enjoys English, but at least they stuck to it. And that's something that um, a teacher can write a, a favorable letter of recommendation for that student as well. Uh, students can always ask for a recommendation. Recently, I was asked for a letter from a student who earned a D academically, but the context was a job application involving security and integrity. The student had these qualities despite having challenges with the academic content, and I agreed and offered a very positive recommendation in that context. Yes. I had a student who asked me for a letter of recommendation who got an F in my class once, and I told the student no, and I have told students no that I won't write their letter of recommendation, so they at least need to pass the class, so yes. So how much time do you spend on letters of rec, and when? I would say on average for one kid, it takes me an hour and a half to two hours to write a good, well thought out letter. I try to get those letters done well before the due date. Sometimes I'm more successful than others, but I can spend um, anywhere from about 30 minutes for somebody who, you know, I know a lot about them and I have that connection to up to an hour, an hour and a half. Um, sometimes it takes even longer. Sometimes I have to start and then come back and think about it for a while. So this very significantly with the timeline of how deep the connection is that I have with the kid, the applicant personal characteristics, the nature application. So it's between five minutes and an hour. Should students ever tell you what they want out of their letter of rec and what they want you to mention on the letter of rec? On, on occasion, I have students that do that. Um, if they're specifically applying for a certain major, it's good to know that. But otherwise, I, I don't really like to do exactly what they want. I want to say what I know about that kid, not not just regurgitate what they want somebody to know about them, but really give an accurate representation of that kid. Um, that would be unethical. Um, and that's why we tell students definitely waive your rights um, because it, it shows that you're not tampering with anything and you're not um, specifying what you think the college wants the teacher to say so no I don't think um, I I don't I wouldn't write a letter if somebody came and told me I want you to write this I wouldn't do it so from my point of view this is not desirable 
I recently had a parent offer me a letter of recommendation listing the qualities of the student that I should include in my letter down to specific phrasing. Uh, the style and content was actually below my usual standards, so the whole experience was pretty much tainted by this very directive uh, and what I consider inappropriate request. Do you ever vary letter of recommendation content based on the competitiveness of the school a student is applying for? Mm, no, not at all. It, you know, I, I write a letter for a kid and depending, no matter what school they're going to, I will submit the same letter unless the school has specific requirements that they want me to add something additionally in. Not necessarily on the, the different colleges or schools, but depending upon if it's a letter for like a scholarship or something, then I will change to meet the scholarship. But in terms of the schools, I pretty much write my honest feeling about this student um, and what I've witnessed with this student to all schools across the board. So the most competitive programs that do not use the Common App usually have tailored questions for the type of applicant they're looking for. I try to support the students within the framework of their personal traits as they match these programs. Uh, sometimes. Um, it's more based off of the school, the, the path in the school. So for example, if they're tending to go more towards a science portion in that school, then I'll aim it that direction. If they tell me that that school they're more interested in than their computer science program, I might aim it towards that direction. Usually I just try to write the strongest recommendation I can because that's what matters for the student. Are there any more pieces of advice important for underclassmen and juniors? Any takeaways? Uh, number one is ask early. That's always important because when you get 30, 40, 50 letters to write, it's nice to kind of be able to plan that time out. But really just to, to come in and be sincere about it and be appreciative because it does take some time and some effort. And if, if you show your appreciation in the class with the teacher and when you ask, it, it goes a long way to, you know, not getting a better letter of recommendation, but to just having that interaction go well. Be active in class. Be active in their activities that they do with that teacher, that coach, that mentor, whatever the person might be. Um, be involved, be curious. Um, and follow your passions and then ask the teacher that relates to whatever your passion might be, ask them for the recommendation. It's going to be a lot more personal and a lot stronger. Have you ever written a bad letter of recommendation? I will never refuse to write a letter of recommendation for anyone, but on occasion I have recommended to students that may not have been the most pleasant or studious in class that they should see a different teacher about it. And every once in a while they don't, so I write it for them anyway, and uh, that probably didn't go very well for them. All right, those were our interviews with teachers about some of the most common questions asked for from letters of rec from teachers and their general advice to high schoolers. Thanks so much for listening. If you're interested about shooting more questions at these teachers, there's a website link down in the show notes. Coming back from a hiatus, we'll be back with another installment of a Chance Me Review session next week with a deferral episode. Thanks for listening.